Welcome to AgTech Innovators, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. If it's not simple, farmers aren't going to use it. That sounds pretty obvious, but according to Matt Anderson from Farmers to Founders, sometimes people with great ag tech ideas get lost in them, rather than look at how the idea will work in the paddock. G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and Matt's well qualified to make that observation because his job is working with ag tech startups. I've caught up with him in Adelaide at Australia's premier ag tech event, Evoke Ag. Matt, welcome to this Ag Tech Innovators podcast. Thank you, Drew. Great to see you on a, on a busy schedule. Matt, I just want to take one step back. You're from a farming family by background, but now you're involved in the ag tech space, and I want to get to that in a moment. But tell me the family farming story first. Yeah, so I grew up on my family farm in, in northwest New South Wales. We're about 75 k's west of Corindai in an area called Liverpool Plains. Although it's Plains country, predominantly around there, we're actually a cow-calf cattle operation in the hills. A very dear place to me, and uh, I spent a lot of time in my youth running around with with other farming kids and and enjoying the the landscapes and and the business that we ran. Sort of more recently have been uh, back in that community as well after many years away. Yeah, you have been many years away. You became a lawyer. I did, yes. I uh, I did what a lot of country kids do and, and went away to school in, in a bigger city uh, down in Sydney and then pursued a law degree and, and practised for about three years in commercial property. It was sort of a, a pursuit that was, was something that I was aiming for and it was something that I thought would be a longer term trajectory but uh, a couple of years into that process the yearning to go home and be a bit more closer to my agricultural roots was getting stronger and, and I started to look for ways in which I could make that happen. We have found a way to make that happen. You work with Farmers to Founders. Who are they? What do they do? Farmers to Founders has been around since about 2018. One of the sort of fundamental beliefs of the organisation is that we believe in innovation, we believe in technology and the process of, of using innovation to solve problems in agriculture, but the fundamental need is to have producers at the heart of that. Otherwise, there's a real risk that what we're solving and what we're doing is, is not real and the technologies that we're providing are not actually addressing the need. So Farmers to Founders was set up to try and respond to that need and, and uh, the way in which we do that is basically interject at various points across the, the innovation journey to make sure that there's that bringing back to the, the roots of the producer. So that starts with the early stage ideas and startups that are building their companies and it goes all the way through to a lot of existing technologies that are out there in the market in ensuring they can get into the hands of farmers and be effective. You're explaining this in language I can understand and that's a genuine compliment because there's a lot of jargon in this space and you're breaking it down and you said we interject at certain points I think you said in that journey and you look after a program called Tech Lab. Very, very cool name, but I assume that's a point of interjection. So what's Tech Lab do? The, the point of sort of interjection is really right at the early stage. So we partner with LaunchVic and, and the wonderful team at AgVic as well to deliver a, a range of programs, a pathway of programs where ideas that might be sitting in the heads of a, a farmer, a student, an entrepreneur, a, a researcher can come to the fore and they can have a, a pathway where they can pursue that idea into an ag tech solution. And so there's a range of stages of, of that program and, and it really takes them from what could be something on the back of a napkin all the way through to a, a business that's looking to scale. And then beyond that program, there are a range of other pathway opportunities that can go on from there as well. So that was a program that, that we're running currently that's really focused on the very early stage ideas and, and bringing them out to, into the world. 
How's it worked then? I mean, you, you've given a bit of a broad brushstroke there, an idea in somebody's head, but then I assume they've got to join up to the course. And what goes on there? How do you even attract people like that? Well, sort of going back to that key goal of ours is that we try and focus on the problems first. And so we look to really identify what's going on in, in regional communities, on farms, things that uh, in Victoria are really pressing for a lot of people in the agriculture sector and understand those problems first and then use those as fodder for people to come solve and come forward and, and really try and uh, respond to that with technology and solutions they may have. So that's our sort of North Star. That's what we try to do in, in attracting people with ideas. But of course, we also open it up to all kinds of different minds and people who want to solve these problems as I said before we work with farmers who might want to come forward with an idea but we also work with students who are doing some sort of ag and food degree and and looking to maybe take a different career path going forward so we open up a very broad expanse to people who want to come forward and you're right there is an application process uh, and they can sort of go through that on our website and pitch themselves in, in a small way to come into the program but it's a very open application process because we don't want to be striking out any individuals or ideas or teams before we really know what they've got for them. And then following that, there's a two-stage program, Hatch, we call it, is the very first stage of that, which is all about idea validation. It's about understanding what uh, the farmers are needing or what your end customer is needing and, and how you're responding to that and building your solution in response to that problem uh, rather than the other way around. And then the Hone program, as you can probably hear in the language and the title of that program, is refining what you're doing. It's understanding the business you might need to set up, the way you might make some money doing it, the way you get your product into the hands of customers and, and all that sort of intricate pieces of how the business is run. So they're the two key phases and, and individuals or businesses that come out the other side of that program will hopefully be in a stage where they are genuinely up and running and starting to uh, sell their solution, their service, their product and starting to help farmers in that process. How important is it that government's involved in this? I was reading a disturbing statistic the other day that only 2% of startups in Victoria are ag-related. It's very important. I think there's an opportunity across all kinds of different organisations, whether it's corporates, whether it's universities, but governments play a very key role in that too. And, and you're right, we're at a very early stage in many respects of what is a, in its own right, its own sector, an ag tech sector, an agri-tech sector. And there's a lot of opportunity to bolster that sector and definitely funding's a key part of that. And making sure programs like ours and many others that are out there can really support the people that can come forward and, and do that. So, look, I think it's a really critical role in, in ensuring that not only can we build some fantastic new startups that come out of Victoria and, and can go global as well as across Australia, but also to ensuring that we can help Australian farms and Victorian farms to be as sustainable, productive, profitable as they can be with technology as a part of that picture. You mentioned you're not the only one in this space. There are others that the Victorian government's involved with. What do you reckon makes Farmers to Founders unique? The story is told in our name. We're called Farmers to Founders because we really believe in that collaboration and that cross-pollination between farmers and potential tech developers or entrepreneurs. And so right from that very beginning, that first Hatch program, basically the first session you do as part of that is, is understanding your customer. And typically the customer in this space is the farmer. So across our team, we've got a broad breadth of experience in in agri-food, but a lot of our staff and our mentors and our coaches have been involved in the agriculture sector for a very long time. They have deep connections. They've been on farm themselves, perhaps, uh, or are currently on farm. And so they are able to not only connect the entrepreneurs with those relevant networks, but also give them a really true picture of, of how their solution fits into agriculture in Victoria. That must be absolutely crucial and for want of a better description, it's almost your superpower. You straddle both worlds. So you've got the practical versus the great idea but 
That's right. And I think, you know, we'll hear a lot of these conversations probably across the, the couple of days here at Evocag in Adelaide where there is a fantastic rate of and pace of, of change going on across the sector and there's fantastic initiatives that are coming about and we always want to encourage more entrepreneurs to come forward and do that process. But if it's not coming back to a core problem and typically that problem is faced on farm or throughout the supply chain, then uh, it's hard to see the benefit. And it also means that it's it's more difficult for the startup. If you're sort of pursuing something that ultimately isn't uh, of significant pressure for an individual farmer or farming business, then it's going to be hard to sell that and it's going to be hard to get that adopted and be able to actually make a sustainable business from it. So those are fundamentals that we believe for, for new entrepreneurs coming forward. You raised a vocag. That's where we're sitting right at the moment recording this. How important is an event like this for an organisation like yours? It's really important. What you've probably seen even this morning as people are flooding through the doors is that there's a really big atmosphere and energy of, of innovation and there are representatives and partners from state governments and federal governments and corporates and, and all the rest. So there's a really good energy and, and a really big melting pot of people and ideas. And so it's always good to touch base with that and see where those sort of things are. But it also goes back to that comment that you mentioned before. We can't sort of do this, and I don't mean farmers to founders, I mean us as a, as a sector, uh, without collaboration and support across the whole agri-food ecosystem. And so it's necessary to get these sort of people in the room and get these ideas happening and, and get people understanding where there are opportunities and where we can continue to push things forward. And so for our organisation, that's what we're here to do. We're here to promote the wonderful startups that we work with and some of the work that we do in, in regional communities and with farmers. But we're also here to try and drive the conversation forward a bit more and, and make sure that there's a continuing focus from all those different areas that I was mentioning before on reinvesting and then continuing to drive the conversation. Harking back to the program... What sort of pathways exist for startups once they've gone through your program? On the Farmers to Founders perspective, we have a continued pathway really. So following that HONE program, uh, there's an opportunity to then join a what's termed an accelerator, which is usually reserved for uh, existing companies with, with a bit of traction who've got some customer acquisition, uh, who are out there in the market actively looking to scale or, or get bigger and access different markets. So that harvest program, we call it, is, is a, a real opportunity for companies that might be at a little bit more advanced stage than the early ideas and who are looking to take themselves further. And we also then offer, given our sort of national and international presence, uh, the opportunity for some companies to come into a program that scales them into Singapore. And we have some international connections and partners in the Singapore agri-food and tech ecosystem as well, if they're looking for that particular market. And we do have international connections more generally as well. So the hatch and hone is just the beginning of a broader process that, that we have available. You must see some remarkable ideas come through your door. Is there any that you can share an example of the journey that they've been through with Farmers to Founders? We see a lot of remarkable businesses and we see a lot of remarkable people. I think that's one of the, the really exciting things about what we do is that there are a lot of fantastic ideas out there, but sometimes it takes very particular and special individuals to, to make them come to reality. Some of the examples that we've had, we've particularly in the, in the Tech Lab program, we've, we've had a couple of young brothers who are running a, a drone spraying business that's got some really interesting ideas. They've had multiple startups that they've run before and they saw agriculture, given that they have a background in regional Victoria, as a chance for them to, to ply their trade. One of them has a, a CASA certified licence and, and they've been out spraying blackberries and all kinds of different things in that area. And, and one of the difficulties for them was to understand the business model around what they're trying to do. And so they came into our program with some really good technical skills and understanding of the capabilities they had, but not quite sure how they can implement that and looking for that business model. And they've been uh, fantastic to work with in, in bringing them forward. 
and we've seen lots of others. There's such a broad spread of, of ideas and that's the thing about ag tech, agri-food tech, all these kind of labels is that it actually really encompasses so many different aspects, whether it's on the food side, the manufacturing side, the processing side or even the production and, and the farming side as well. So we work with entrepreneurs all across that landscape. It's interesting that you mentioned the Drone Brothers. I've interviewed them as well and they're coming up in a later episode and a great illustration of the process that they've gone through as well. I watched a video of yours and sustainability came up repeatedly in this short video. It's obviously very crucial to what you're doing. It is, and I think it filters through for everything we do, whether it's the Tech Lab program or, or some of our broader projects and uh, involvement in the industry. One of the reasons for that is that really where agriculture is at at the moment has, as a very general statement, been in a pretty good spot. But we know that that might not last and we know that some have suffered a lot in recent months as well with the difficulties in climate and global challenges and pressures that are existing on the sector. So the need to be sustainable on a very individual farm basis but also as a sector is pressing and so we see technology as an enabler and and people who are building technology solutions as potentially a bit of a a solution to that as as a way to build sustainability across the system, across the sector, but also for farmers who are using technology in the right way. So it is intrinsic in, in many ways to what we're trying to do is is make farmers and the, and the industry more sustainable, whatever that means, whether that's environmental or simply on a dollars basis, how can we be here for generations to come? And technology is a key part of that. Just lastly, Matt, what do you reckon the biggest challenges are for ag tech startups once they head out into the world after completing a program like yours? There are several challenges that uh, many of the, uh, the entrepreneurs and founders who are listening to this will know with all of them and sometimes it's hard to avoid them. But I think one of the big conversations that's been going on for some time and, and certainly will be here at Evocag and a lot of... Uh, companies that will be facing going out into the wide world is this point around adoption and it sits on in multiple different areas and the common conversation is to say that that farmers are slow at adopting technology and that's true to some degree but there's also a need for these startups and, and entrepreneurs to be really wary of how they play in that space and really well of how they communicate to farmers and, and how they put their ideas out into the world and that's why when we're working with a really early stage company or idea we instill in them this idea of you need to be out there understanding what farmers are doing because if you get down to that later stage and you're trying to sell and push what you're doing onto a farmer and you're not really communicating that value, return on investment, you know, the actual application of your technology, then it's not going to get very far. So getting this adoption right for the startup and for the farmer is really critical and and Farmers to Founders offers a range of services and projects in that space as well. Once you get to that stage, you're only so good as those who are using it and you might have the best idea in the world, but if it's only being used by a couple of people, then it's not really creating the impact that I suppose many entrepreneurs are searching for. So the more that you can overcome those hurdles and, and get in the hands of more farmers, the better for you and the better for the farmers as well. We're a funny mob in Australia in terms of you said that point there that there is this perception that farmers are sometimes slow to adopt and yet we have some of the most efficient farmers in the world because we've got the least subsidised. So surely they're also open to ideas. I absolutely agree with you. I think some of the farmers in Australia are some of the most innovative and I think we're seen on on a global sense to be that. We've got a great reputation for our Australian farmers and and when I say that there's a bit of a perception that we're slow to adopt it, it, it's an industry perception but I think it relates more to this sort of more modern 
sense of ag tech. It's uh, it's the digital industries, it's the, the apps and the uh, the drones and, and those kind of things, which are moving at such a rapid rate that uh, it is hard to keep up with. And uh, that's the problem where I think some of this adoption point is coming in is that things change on a week-to-week basis and new ideas and startups are coming out. And that's where uh, there needs to be a bit more of a focus on supporting those to get onto farms. I think you make a really good point there because... We have, unfortunately, an ageing population when it comes to farmers. I forget where it is. It's around about 60. And I get technology fatigue. It's my business. And you are talking about stuff that's moving, changing all the time. And sometimes you just want to do your job. But you need the new tool that's coming down the line. I I don't know how you deal with that digital fatigue. It's a big challenge. And whether or not it's because of an ageing population or because of the rapid rate of change or or all these kind of things, but one of the biggest bits of feedback we get from the farming communities is just make it simple. Just make it simple and easy. And and, uh, that's what one of the things that we try to instil in in our companies as well is just try and boil down to the really key bits that they need and, and make it easy for them. Matt, you articulate this fabulously. You've got a foot in both camps, so you understand that making it simple is really appealing for everybody when it comes to dealing with new technology. Matt Anderson from Farmers to Founders, thank you for taking the time and joining us for this AgTech Innovators podcast. Thank you, Drew. Wonderful to be here. Thank you for listening to AgTech Innovators. For more episodes in this series, find us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government.